This is two shy guys a mile high, and we're gonna run it like through. Yo, 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 we are back. This is Two Shot Guys, a mile high, 2CGMH. You here with your boys, we in the lair. It's your boy P. Will, aka Mr. Feel Good. It's your boy WB. Come fly with me. It's your boy Al Digger, the architect. Still building together. You know, I every time we come down here, bro. I, I just, I'm I'm just always enjoying the view, um, because we get to kind of look out and see like the these pear trees, and every year we know what's gonna happen. It's gonna the pears are gonna blossom, do their thing, and then they're gonna fall, right? That's just how life has been, bro. It's been you know seasons of change, right? I'm talking like massive changes that have happened, and it, it depends it depends upon where you're looking. And the perspective you take, and I think that's how you kind of go about your day. Like, so let me give you an example. I know this sounds like just random, yeah, but it's random. But, <laughs> but no, because I'm just looking. Like every time I sit in this in this chair, I get a different view of what's going on. Like I, because from my perspective, I'm I'm safe, right? I'm good. There's no rain on me. But for somebody looking inside of where we are, like they could have a skewed view of what of what's going on inside of our house and in, in our layer because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes but you know change is, is is a part of it right and so i was just looking i'm like man i i see the pears i know what they're gonna do they're gonna grow they're gonna fall they're gonna grow they're gonna fall and as long as you keep nourishing that 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 particular plant and that tree you're gonna get consistent results right and so if you have a, a narrowed view a narrow perspective of life then you're never gonna get that growth. That's I was just I was just thinking about that, man, as we was coming into the into the podcast, man. I don't know if that's No, we've been down in the in the lair for seasons, though. Man, yeah, for we real. Have. We gotta celebrate five seasons five of doing seasons. this, man. man. Years of actually putting in that ground, putting in the work, Ooh. man. And we've been on the airline work. for years, man. On the airline, five <laughs> we flying with flying. We flying with, flying WB. with WB, man. Got to be. Cue the jet sounds. <laughs> How y'all doing, man? You know we checking in. What's up? Um, I'm good. That was very, that was very, very profound. I was trying to see where you were going with it, but you brought it back yeah, together. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but it definitely is about perspective. I also think that is just life in general. You really only see the outwardly things that people do. You just see people's output from either the way they're walking around or their Instagram account or what your perspective or what you see them as but you don't understand what each individual what each individual person has to go through to be in the position that they are mm, yeah. that's why they tell you you can't cast a stone or don't judge one person's sin greater than the next because you don't know what anybody's walking through on a daily basis mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i say that to say that focus on yourself and i also say that to say that just keep living your own personal life traveling your own personal race because 
there's no reason to compare yourself to the next person when it should be battling against yourself on mm-hmm. a on a daily daily basis because it's easy to look at all right, Elon Musk. Oh yeah, man, he's balling. He's going out to space. He's 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 about to do X, Y, and Z. And then you'd be like, oh, I want to be just like him. But do you know what he has to go through? Do you know what he, it took to get to that person? So you got to be careful wanting to be in another person's shoes because there's a price to pay for 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 some of this stuff. Oh, absolutely, it ain't for free. Absolutely, yeah. it's not an airline. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> so just building. Um, what you said, being the architect, we, we leveraging that. But like I said, too, I'm not good because I just witnessed this past week. My favorite rapper just got shot going to support a business in Memphis, Tennessee. His name is was Young Dolph. Adolph Robert Thornton Jr. Put on Instagram about a couple weeks before he's going to um, support a black business named Makita's Cookies. Always going there. And then, literally two weeks later, he just gets shot. Senseless violence, you know what I'm saying? So, Nipsey Hussle, one of my other favorite rappers, too. They're going to be like, man, we got a lot of favorite rappers. He, he got shot. Right in front of his biz store business too, so Man. just yeah. the senseless violence and the gun violence in particular, I don't understand. And then there's so much stuff going on in the country with the landscape, with other cases involving guns, which we get into later on in this episode, and how they get ruled on. It just don't compute with me. I don't at the root, at the core, I just don't understand it. But that's me. I'm a I'm a toss it up to. Uh, drip because i've been over here talking i know man i'm uh no just uh to just uh build on what you were saying just the, the senseless violence man it's just it's got to stop and it's got to stop we gotta we gotta be stronger together man but uh it's just it's just so crazy what's going on and just seeing it from different perspectives like you were saying i just don't understand what gets you to the point where you want to take another person's life you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah it's not rational it's not it's not, it's, it's not it's rational not. because everybody wants to live right like just yeah to live. Like, everybody got rational. stuff because he was a father he was a brother he was a son he was a, a philanthropic person entrepreneur he brought back <laughs> in the community that he was from yeah chicago yeah. born so you got to rep the shy town shy town and he always gave it up but doing his own thing in memphis and supporting a black businessman and then you know what i'm saying and then Putting out music, showing people that because he wasn't he he was independent. Yep. So he was owned his own masters, owned his own records and stuff. So you got to right. support him by listening to his music. I'm pretty sure it probably goes to his family, mm. most likely if that's the case. Mm. So just support that to make sure you support his family because you know our thoughts and prayers are out to you know his family. Yeah, for, for sure. On this time, but especially uh, his wife. Yeah, she's really because she has a whole thing about why black men can't grow old that's an organization she starts and her own black king got killed he didn't even live to grow old wow that's crazy wow yeah for real i mean and and the the thing is is we we it's, it's so hard for us to fathom that because we we cherish you know the opposite of what's happening there right we cherish life growth you know what i'm saying and and the thing is is like you were saying dub they don't know what's going on behind the scenes like we we can only imagine what they're going through behind the scenes of what's happening 
after that. But to bring it back to to what we're talking about, you know, how how do you know? How do you know like when you have a skewed perspective? Because like let me let me give an example there. When when you go into let's say a new work environment, I like to bring it back to practical you know applications. When you go into a work environment, you're you expecting this company to perform a certain way given its stature, right? We'll just say a big tech company, a big a big a big firm. It, does it think do you think it serves you well to go in there with the with the highest of hopes thinking that they're going to solve every problem that you have you know or give you everything that you want or is it better to go in there with the understanding of you have to be your own captain steer your own ship you know what i'm saying make your own way like i guess what what perspective serves you better there when you step into this unknown because I think we can get a over a, a, like a different skewed perspective, and that kind of ruin our initial experience. Does that does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? What I'm asking? I would say, come in with both mindsets. One with the mindset that is not your business, is not your company. Try to get the best out of them, as they're trying to get the best out of you. I would say leverage your employment situation because we're all here for a reason yes they are paying you yes you do a job but the benefits and everything and i'm on the clock a lot i'm bringing you a lot of intellectual property so i'm gonna do the same thing that you're doing to me Mm. not necessarily in a negative manner but fair shake you know so you want to hope for the best but at the same time you know that your name is not on the building you have to have your own best interest at hand at the end of the day not in a negative way but you need to be in control of your career you need to be in control of what you are doing control the controllables and just let god do the rest that's the mentality i would say is better to go in um because you do want to have high hopes not necessarily too high where you're you're blinded and jaded by what's going on but you want to just keep be able to keep your head on the swivel yeah, I would always say that you go in there with the perspective that you're going to, you know, give, you know what I'm saying, your effort and supporting whatever job. If you agree to take a job on or go into a new workplace or do a new thing and you agree to give your uh, expected uh, effort to the job as well. And then with the things that at least you put your all into something mm. and then understanding the perspective of how the business is performing, you gauge how long you want to actually give your service to the company and if you don't feel that way then you get out or go on and do your own thing and i feel like from a lot of business you learn how business operate so that you can operate like that like coming from lean principles we go to work and understand the lean principles and apply it and now we applying it to our lives as well as you know going out and being more efficient and get rid of waste and doing that so it's about i think from my perspective is about putting in your own effort to get to the outcome that you would like to achieve to help the business succeed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, or not to sabotage right. at least <laughs> right 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 you better you, why, why go there if you're gonna sabotage yeah but no i feel you that's it has has it has it changed over time you think like i mean you get a jaded perspective yeah it's changed over time like the because the, the expectation for me has changed as well you know like the like over over time my life has changed so i've had to change my view of of kind of what what i'm expecting from you know just myself right you know what i'm saying like i gotta 
we get up and, and do this in the morning. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not an early person. People know that. But when it's time to get up, I know I have to I have to get out of my own mind and go, you know what? I don't care how I feel about getting up at five. If we got stuff to do, let's get up and go and go get it done. And I think we talk about perspective. Like, people don't have that perspective of what it takes to to, to run a, a, a successful podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like the two dollar horn. We I feel it's successful, you know what I'm saying? And we're gonna take it to, to the highest level it can go, you know, Lord's willing. And so but the perspective of it is it's just like, oh man, y'all got a new episode out. Cool. For most people, you know, and that's good. They don't know what's going on in the background and they shouldn't. But we try to, you know, as as two shy guys in my high, we try to bring everybody into the fold so they can at least feel what's going on behind the scenes. But the perspective is it's just we put out a cast. But we know what it takes hours, you know what I'm saying? We just talked to Queen B. She know, you know, she's there in the in the thick of it. You know, all all our queens are. They know. So, shout out to them for having a good a different perspective of, of everything. You know what I'm saying? Because if if they don't allow us to kind of step away from you know what what we're doing with them, hey, we're not here to to, to be able to do this for you know everybody else. And so, it's pretty cool, man. So, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to see where this is going because I thought we were going to yeah. talk about gun violence. <laughs> hey, yeah, for real, you just you derailed the whole thing. Derailed no, the, I mean, I mean, but no, it, but no, it, still, it's still it's, 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 no, it's, it's, it's relevant. relevant. It's relevant because I mean the perspective of, of of why we talking about it, you know, is is crazy. I mean, verdicts come out where, you know, it we know it was the wrong one. I mean, just intellectually, um, if a guy runs out with with a firearm and shoots three people. I Can you mean, give people some context, brother? We're, we're talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse case. <laughs> um, just how fugazi that verdict is. I mean, I'm just going to go right to it, how I felt about it. Um, it's, a, it's a testament to why the system is broken or, or as my my colleague and best friend has, has told me and, and schooled me on, uh, the system maybe is working too well. Um, so it, it was senseless, man. I mean, and there's no way that you know, crying tears on the stand should get you a, a a swing of votes one way or the other when wrong is wrong. So um, we can go. We can go from there, guys. I'm just. I'm. I'm still. A little, There's a little, so many layers to this. A little jaded there. There's so For many real. layers to uncover this situation because, first of all, I'm thinking this this boy. I ain't gonna call him a man. Use a boy because you ain't even 18. Decides that he wants to drive from where he was from to Kenosha, Wisconsin, to help keep things civil for a protest on the death of a black man and how these people are feeling in um, about everything that happened and to be out there just with the AR-15 automatic just just out here walking around. That's First the, of all, that's that's, that's that, 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 that that that's the white privilege card accepted everywhere. Cause mm. how in the world are you just out there just with the heat, a, right. a burner like that, just out there? The he came, oh, uh, he came out there from Illinois all the ways. He drove right. with the intent to do something harmful to somebody else with the AR-15 to a protest and figured that he was just gonna be above the law and take care of things in his own hand. So it's like, first of all, you gotta have a permit to hold a gun. In your state, let alone going to another right. state. Across state lines. Across state lines. Then you go to a protest strapped up and, like, right. come on. Brandishing. Man. But 
This is where it gets kind of crazy because in the case they were, the defense said that the weapon was there in Wisconsin, that he didn't drive it across state lines. Oh, so that was one thing. I'm not sure how much I believe that because I don't know how how you can verify or validate that he didn't get pulled over or whatever. Um, even if he did have the gun then I mean it was premeditated at that point if he had it stashed somewhere else or or because he lived in Illinois so he had to cross the border and who they say dropped him off whoever dropped him off going to the protests armed and dangerous then he also walked past multiple police officers in cars hmm. after he shot somebody else two people killed two people and shoot shot somebody else and then you get offered like some water or something. They offered him water just and say, like he went over there and acted as if he was a police officer, official or something, and then just shot just, somebody. But that's a- that, but that's the other part of it as well too. He was allowed to do that because of white privilege, one thousand percent. Because 100%. if anything like that happened, and if me, me, me or you drip or you architect we getting handcuffed no questions asked so first of all that box cutter you get a box cutter in your hand bro you gonna get gunned down a phone look like a gun you ain't let alone carry it across your chest across your chest across with the with the strap bro like you literally strapped up right after you know what i'm saying so i'm not i'm not i'm not excusing my but it gets slippery when you talk about the argument of self-defense once that self-defense kicks in it doesn't matter why he went down there according to the law and the defense knew that and played into that but clearly he has good defense attorneys the um people prosecution team could have done a better job probably and that's how you end up getting caught because he's down there yes he had the strap and everything but once people realize who he is and what he's doing down there that's when they start attacking him and being aggressive and hitting him with the skateboard or whatever dismay. And that's when he gets into the cuss, the tussle and then he ends up shooting somebody. Because at that point, the defense is saying that he was fearing for his life. And it just happens just like that. But that's just in accordance to the law and how they were ruling. And people know and play into that. But I'm not right, wrong, or indifference. That's how they apply the law. I take it one level deep. These people were white that died. In my mind, and with psychology and how it works, this is a direct message. If you are aligned to the causes of Black Lives Matter, your life don't matter either. Mm. I'm thinking about it from that perspective, if we want to go that deep. Wow. And, and as peaceful protest turns to, you know, deadly, you know what I'm saying? Just It's just... It doesn't even make any sense, man, just to be able to, first of all, be able to get that gun at 17, you know what I'm saying? And then, first of all, if he had a place to go get it across state lines, we talking about, you know, I'm, I'm up here to, to peaceful protest, but yo, give me a gun. At minimum, he at should be getting min- a weapons charge. At listen, minimum. Listen. Lil Come Wayne on. gets caught up, he gets a weapons charge. People do, you just get a weapons charge, right? <laughs> but they dropped all... All of them. Six All of them. Wrong place, wrong time, buddy. Come on. How'd that work for him, though? Wrong Man. place, wrong time. 
you feel for your life there. I mean, everybody that's seeing you with this gun is probably fearing for their life. Like, yeah. We don't know what your state of the mind is with somebody walking around. You're not a police officer. And that's what I guess you mean by... You're not SWAT. People are attacking them because, I mean, if you see somebody walking down the street with an AR, you're defending for your life. <laughs> right. I mean, but you're going to feel some type of way. I'm going to be like, yo, I'm not... the exit stage left, it's but right, some right. people... Left. Hey, I guess whatever. I'm a fear for my life. And at that point, you know what I'm saying, if you strapped up, he's strapped up, and now you got to oh, now you got to shoot out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But And a lot of people have guns. There's statistics on that. Yeah. I think we were just looking up something hard to show. For yeah. every 100 persons, there's about 120 and a half guns out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's more guns than people. A whole lot of choppers <laughs> on the edge. A whole lot of choppers. I mean, but, it's, but the perspective is that he should have gotten something there there's not not even a slap on the wrist not even he ain't even get a speed take it by not yeah. even he not, didn't even get a warning by the fact you slow down lost, next time partner. you wasted the, the taxpayers money here <laughs> like you wasted money you know so it's like where's the value added here don't you know the 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 three folks that got gunned down where's the where's the justice for them judge clearly biased oh man and then it's all the other stuff all the other shenanigans that was happening in the courthouse then it just, you know, it just don't make sense uh, how everything transpired. It don't make sense. For not to have anything, any charges. So it's basically telling people you can go across state lines with a strap and shoot somebody if you claim, if you can bet in court that your prosecutor or your defenders can argue to say that you're claiming self-defense. Self right. And what's that teaching the generation and youth? How to get away with murder. Basically, mm. season seven. Mm. <laughs> Straight up, and down. Davis. He got another. We got another case for you, man. I, <laughs> it can I, extend it, the seasons. It, it. This is not new news to us. Outcomes like this. So I'm just gonna be straight up. I, when 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 the judge was talking Fugazi, you know what I'm saying you're supposed to be impartial to this, and you and you injecting your own bias into this case, you know. <laughs> not gonna not gonna get on it, bro. I'm 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 sad. That's why we need more black sad. leaders and that's real in the dog. judicial system. We do. That's why we need we need to be up in there in all areas of life. We need to have all types of representation all everywhere. Representation. Man. Leadership matters. Representation matters, man. Like that's why we do what we do, man. Here, you know, because we know if if we had I know if we had a lesson, if I had a lesson like this in my life or a platform where I could hear, you know, what I'm saying people like me going through similar things that I'm probably going to go through, you know, as a young man growing up, I would, I would take that, you know, that information. Um, you know, we've been blessed enough to be able to have an, an outlet for this. Cause I mean, this is, this has really been kind of just a sad time, man, for just anything, you know, and then you got yeah, you the, can do whatever the, right now, man. You could talk however you want to talk, tote the strap, tote the strap, get the strap. Do everything. People just being real. It's real bold right now out here. Taking it back to the wild west. And protect your neck. Got you, man. Hey, but I just ah. recently watched The Heart of They Fall. That's a good movie. I need we, to tap in. Hey, tap in. I need to. We go, if we gonna take it back to the wild west. Mm. There's some raw individuals in that movie. That was a good movie. Okay. Okay. That's Netflix, right? Yeah, Netflix. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Let's check. I'm checking. I mean, I'm not endorsing gun violence. I'm just, no. I'm just talking about the subject at hand. Yeah. I am endorsing protecting yourself. Bro. Yeah, you protecting your time. neck. I think we've talked. You said that. No, yeah, Drip. for real. Protecting and, your neck. And I know, man. like a few years ago, how was the getting into the uh, the class that you took, um, the fire weapon, uh, firearm class? How was that experience? Oh, nice, being able nice. to be uh, 
to got trained at you and then your whole family all been trained by a per, uh, licensed person to show you how to how to operate them. Yep, right. yep, yep. Um, yep, Cal Thompson, man. Um, cover your six, man. Check him out. Yeah, Facebook, good dude. Uh, served this country, you know what I'm saying? And so he came back to, to Washington, put on a couple classes. Um, just, just stellar, man. I mean, just to be able to, first of all, respect that, you know, the, the firearm and what it's for. I mean, it's, it's for protecting. It's not for, you know, murdering and killing. You know, I think we talked about this. You know, it's, it's not the guns that kill people. People kill people. You know what I'm saying? They use these guns. They aim them. They have to aim at something to shoot it. But if, you, if you're if you speaking in the, in the purest of terms, protecting yourself, I mean, I think everybody should be allowed to protect themselves. Right, but definitely. you need to understand how it works. And so definitely do. as a family, we were able to go our oldest. You know, he's he'll be 24 coming up here soon. Hey. Shout out. King Lulu, what's up, man? Love you, son. And we were able to go together as a family and learn how to operate this gun effectively, right? And now, you know, we feel a lot more comfortable having it in our home. And so now, the, the people who can operate it, you know, they can they can tell it, you know, and they can do it comfortably. And so that's that's the proponent, I think, of, of understanding what guns are about, understanding how to use them appropriately. You know, and and for what they're for, you know, and so I think everybody, honestly, everybody should have basic one on one. Yeah, definitely. At least basic one on one. Just understand so how it works, man. You, you know, understand yeah. how it works. Um, if you ever need to use it, being able to use it, um, either you're hunting, whatever you may be doing, you just need to know how to keep yourself safe around those situations because yeah, they really bro. bring awareness to a lot of things. You hear about people dying from pointing their weapons at things. That's one of the first things they teach you. Be like, look. When you have this, you do not point this at anything that you don't want to shoot or you don't want to kill. Whatever you value, don't put it in front of that. So right. that means don't be playing around with it because you just don't know. Right. So in order to save yourself from yourself, don't point it at anything crazy. Right, right. And that's and that's good. When you get trained on something, that's what it's supposed to do. Raise your awareness so now you're able to utilize that tool effectively. And appropriately. And appropriately, right? Yeah, and definitely in, in teaching that teaching that young but for the right reasons you know what i'm saying as when i went down to the gun range recently i just seen kids all ages in there just learning how to operate it so it's definitely important that you learn how to operate it just be comfortable be comfortable with it right because i mean just just what if you're around one and some like there's a, there's a toddler or a kid or something and you know how to operate and hold that gun but you know maybe you're able to go and get that from that young kid you know to stop them from that so just well, being you aware. Have choppers of it. up. You gotta have the <laughs> yeah, choppers. Put you, gotta, up. Just, you know, any any scenario where that awareness will come in handy, right? Like, you no. know, if you're teaching your kid at a young age, I'm not saying you know they should be handling guns, but if you're comfortable and they're mature enough, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And we you, understand. as a parent, are able to ascertain that. Yes, I mean, allow them to train and understand it at a young age. Um, I think that's with anything, right? But it just comes with that 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 perspective of knowing. I think this person is ready to take on this type of responsibility. And most people that get guns like this right now, they ain't even trained in it. They just see what they see on TV. Video games. Video, video games. games. Yeah. That's that's who training them. Where does the culture around gun violence come from? Because I'm thinking inside of my head, I've heard you say, architect, guns don't kill people, people kill people. But there is something deeper that has bared this fruit of gun violence from somewhere and I'm just trying to figure out where it comes from wow this is this is too far I mean you talk about it and just 
the the black community or just, just answer in the question how you feel appropriate, brother. You can talk both. I think it's a lot of this nowadays come from a lot of the media portrayal of how sexy guns are or how they can be, right? But they don't portray the the need for for safety in using it, right? Like if if I look at a video or if I look at let's say a YouTube video and I see one of my favorite rappers, you know what I'm saying? One of my favorite singers, whoever, and they got guns in there. They just they they glorifying the guns, you know what I'm saying? They glorifying the life of of, of having the need for a gun for for show versus you know what it's supposed to be used for you know i mean if you're going to a gun show that's one thing you're right but if you're out here just trying to show your gun that's another thing i'm gonna quote one of my favorite movies what's that for you win some you lose some but you live you live to fight another day <laughs> r.p john witherspoon yeah but RP, i feel like a lot of gun violence comes from the fact that people don't fight fair anymore back back in the day if you had an argument with somebody and y'all understand that you put the gloves on even with your brothers mm-hmm. you put the gloves on you box it out you leave it there and then you move on a lot of people are scared of getting whooped yeah and yeah. i feel like a lot of gun violence and stuff comes out or just that greed mentality i want what you have mm-hmm. yep. so a lot of stuff can be from that and then just pent up anger and then we always talk about mental health just don't understand where people are coming from people not ready or not at able or shouldn't be allowed to hold a firearm just for the reasons of you know any type of mental health or things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So um, I think a lot of gun violence comes from people that are not in the right mind, greed and stress, and uh, lack of uh, choice and lack of opportunity. But everybody has opportunity, so it depends on how you look at it that way. Because some people are doing it for other reasons unbeknownst to us. And it's all about perspective of what you say and what we talked about earlier. So some people may feel that that's their only means out is to do this or rob this person or treat this person like that from their perspective. But that's where the mental health can be changed at because you can usually understand or talk to somebody out of that or understand where this person is coming from to, to not have to resort to this type of violence or anything like that trying to get from somebody so it's all about mental health and and where they are as a person because some people are confused some people just don't know some people can be off different type of meds that we see out there different Mm. type of under whatever influences that can draw them to that type of behavior irate behavior and it's all about getting help so if you Mm. know anybody that needs help in this area or needs help it's definitely something we also got to have that conversation too. Yeah, and you bring up a, a lot of good points there, Drip Chronicles. Make sure you get the help that you need. Um, if you're ever thinking about being violent against someone, don't come text us. No, get the resources you need. Look, look, look. Figure it out. Figure yeah. something out between the the suicide prevention, between the different counseling. I can't handle that. So please, though, we're not certified. We're not. Um, and then oh. Alan, you also brought up a good point too talking about the entertainment factor because we just recently saw entertainment people were shooting a movie Alec Baldwin was shooting the show mm, or the, or the rust. And, yeah. yeah and somebody yeah. got popped on that too yep. so gun safety yeah. from that standpoint so right. how why, why why are we having hot guns on the set mm-hmm. and not following the safety protocols and there was um, people allegedly saying that they left the whole program or the show because they were fearful. They didn't like how they were running their safety around their guns. And then look at what happens. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. very dangerous. They're dangerous and they're serious for a reason. They have a cause. They have a purpose. But you need to be trained in 
informed on what those purposes are. Right, right. That's Definitely. that's usually what happens. I mean, when you think about just lack of information, lack of training in anything, you're not going to be proficient at doing that, right? Like if if we weren't professionals in our field, right, then you know we wouldn't be engineers of the year, right? Like you know, mm-hmm. speaking of WB. So like you you're you're a tactician because you've been you've not only but you've been trained professionally, but you also have life training that that you bring to the table that you can bring all that to, skill to the table and and professionally get stuff done if you need to. I mean, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're not gonna call you in unless they need stuff done. That's you know what I'm saying. They're gonna call you in, drip, if they don't need stuff done. And they're gonna call me in if they don't need stuff done. So that proficiency comes with just an awareness, training, practice, practice. We talk about practice for real, for real, because this is what happens when you don't have practice. Mm -hmm. Because if you're aware of how these guns operate, if you're aware of the the damage they can cause, if you're if you respect it, you're not glorifying the fact that I got this gun. I have this this quote unquote power over someone who doesn't have one. Then you start to look at it differently when you operate it. Right. Because as a professional, you know, I know what this can do. I've seen it firsthand in our communities. You know what I'm saying? We've talked about this before, off, mm-hmm. off, off here, where, yeah, gunplay was just something that you was, yeah. I mean, nine out of ten people I knew, high school, grammar school, they still had guns. We're talking eight, ten, twelve, sixteen, because they had to carry, unfortunately, back then for protection. Mm-hmm. Using my finger quotes, protection. But who would need to be protected? Yeah. And I could take it even further because people can come on the podcast and listen to this particular episode and may think that we are trying to turn this into a race issue when in all actuality, I'm not. I'm from Littleton, Colorado. I know for firsthand, Colorado High School, Mm. I know firsthand gun violence. I know firsthand where they had a person go up in a movie theater in Aurora, Colorado and shoot that up. I know firsthand. I know firsthand about... Boulder, Colorado, hearing about they were at people shopping at a shopping center at King Supers, gun violence there, Sandy Hook Elementary School. So I'm not trying to turn this into a black or white issue. Mm-hmm. We have a bigger problem at hand that we need to get to the core. Yeah. Same thing with me, just going to Northern Illinois University. We had the Valentine's Day shooting mm. uh, where the guy was able to walk into the classroom. And I know people that were actually in the classroom. One of my bros, Atif, shout out to Atif. <laughs> he was actually in the classroom when it happened. But just being able to be aware of of you know that that it does happen and it's not a racial issue yeah for sure yeah. yep i mean and now it's just <laughs> with everything that's been happening we understand there's just pent up emotions you know um folks are not used to having so much time with people you know we're still in this pandemic you know what i'm saying all this stuff happening it can it can weigh on you it can weigh on you but 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 you have to change the perspective, right? And I bring it back full circle again. We talk about it because we could we could sit here and be, you know, angry about what's going on out here in this world. Or we could shift our own perspective and understand that we have a duty, we have an honor, and we've been doing what we've been called to do to to inform, you know, to, to train, to help so that we don't have these misinformation, these these this gun violence happen like this, right? We can we can be trained, we can be under we can understand how to position our, our young youth to, to be better, right? Yeah. That's all this t- it comes down to. And so I, I, I'm, I've just been feeling some type of way about it, man. Like, for real, for real. Like, I've, you know, we, like I said, we talked about it when, when, the court, when the court cases was happening. I was like, wow, 
I hope. Then, yeah, hope, it, hope it's different. But you then know. we saw they were deploying the National Guard and all that, so we knew I already, what was knew, I, already I already knew what time it was. It. Every time before there's been a big final verdict in these cases recently, they're deploying the National Guard. Why yep. are they doing that if they don't already know what's going to happen? Because they know somebody's going to be pissed and there's going to be some protests going on because they know that people are going to feel unjust about the decision that was made or... Either, either way, either, either way, either, either way. way, you know, and that's what's happening. We can't have it's crazy just civil. The world is so divided right now, yeah. too, and that and that plays another toll in the case too. And I also want to say that if there is anybody whose ears is listening to this podcast, if you have been affected by gun violence or know somebody that has, we are praying for you because this is real. real. This is real. There's people behind these statistics and numbers of people dying. Yeah. So we want to say we are praying for you, and we hope that all is well, and that. You seek the help that you need and that you are okay about what happened. Um, seeking that healing because healing takes time. Yeah, that's real. Wow. Yeah, man. It's, uh, and this world is hopefully healing right now. You know, um, I know doing this podcast with you, with you guys have been, it's been healing for me. For real, for real. Because uh, a lot of times I just don't even know what it, because I don't want to unload that on just, you know, all the family. They're, they're doing everything. But I mean, for us to come as, as leaders, as brethren, as friends, you know what I'm saying, as as professionals, as all these hats that we wear, we're still able to come and talk to each other, just, you know, just real talk and be able to get that out. And like I said, hopefully it's able to help somebody that might be going through this or, or feel like they're alone in this, man, because uh, it's been tough, but this has been, this podcast has helped me, just real talk, bro. So thank y'all for sharing once again. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that's real, man. All right, we're going I think that's about it. We're going to wrap it up for this topic on gun violence, but be sure to like the content, share the content, listen to the content again and again and again cuz there's probably some hidden gems that you'd have missed in between. So we appreciate y'all for riding out with us and for us as we continue to go out and prosper the airwaves. For real. And this is always it's your boy P Will, aka Mr. Feel Good. It's your boy WB. Come fly with me. But you can't fly for free. And it's your boy Al Digger, the architect. Still building, y'all. Let's get it. We're going to see y'all on the other side. Rest in peace, young dog. Go get the money!